Welcome to Goals and Shit, the podcast where we explore identity, ego, the struggle, and success. I know that sounds heavy, but it's also funny as hell. So join us as we maneuver through life and its challenges. Welcome to Goals and Shit. I am Alexandria Collins. I'm Asiya Moore. And I'm Klaisha. And today we're talking about mental health uh, as women, as black women, as people in society, you, you know, just what it means to have a healthy mind, how we're moving through stressors, you know, we're all creatives, but we also have careers and we have family and we friends and relationships, all these things. And, you know, being a millennial, what that means to kind of move through the world as talking about mental health is way more of a topic than it was when we were kids, definitely, mm-hmm. you know? And when you grew up, if you, you know, had some type of perhaps mental disorder or whatever, there was no, there was not as much talk of autism or ADHD. Mm-hmm. Like, even for my sisters, 13 years older, but, you know, they were told to get on Ritalin, you know, as kids, mm-hmm. instead of, like, seeing that there may be more nuance to what they were experiencing. Mm-hmm. You know, you just kind of write people off and, like, give them pills. And so now you have a generation that's, like, having these conversations. So we just want to talk about what it means, um, what mental health means for us, what we're going through. Um, so, yeah, who wants to start on this? It's kind of a heavier topic, but... I'll start. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Ew. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, my thing, if anything, I just feel like there's just so much stress mm-hmm. in America. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. just every everything is just all a thousand. You mm-hmm. got to be the best every single moment of your life. And I just feel like there's never really a down, like a downtime for mm-hmm. you to really relax and reflect and do nothing. So it's just like at work, you got to be number one all the time. Even like on Instagram, you got to look good 24 seven. Like there's this high expectation that we're always trying to, to, to meet every single day. And it just creates stress. And then you start to realize too, that like, maybe, I guess, I guess the big thing is like, how am I, how am I able to maneuver through this society with my head still intact, you know? And I think it's important that we have outlets to um to decompress like I love to dance mm-hmm. like I love kizumba so when I go and dance kizumba I don't think about anything but that song mm-hmm. you know so it's just I think society is just so stressful right now that it just creates more problems and I think stress well I know stress then starts to um spark up other problems in your body physically mentally spiritually yeah and you start to see people with um with anxiety, some people with depression, some of these things you're born with, I mean, some of them happen over time. But I think stress is the major problem of what we're going through right now. Yeah, no, definitely. I think coming from like a, a Caribbean background, like everyone knows island people to just be like chill and like, ah, take it easy, man. Like everything mm-hmm. feels relaxed mm-hmm. all the time. Um, and there's a lot of holidays, right? Because there are a lot of... <laughs> We do holidays big, you know what I'm saying? It's a holiday for everything. And so living in America and like, you know, understanding that like you're expected to work more than you're not when like in other countries, you can take a month off and that's your holiday. And it's expected for you to do that and to have that cleanse. Like the, the, the 
rest and the meditation and the freedom is built into their structure for success. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's why a lot of people who don't live in America are just like naturally a lot more chill and a lot more um, delayed back and honestly probably live longer. Like, I don't know what the stress is doing to us, you know? Um, And they like to say like black don't crack, but I definitely feel like that stress will crack you. Like, you know? Yeah. Oh, it, it, I think it cracks in different ways. Yeah. Like, exactly. Higher rates of like is. diabetes, heart disease, obesity. Exactly. Blood <laughs> <laughs> oh, cracks just internally. Like, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. Cracks below the surface. Right? The yeah. skin might look good. <laughs> no, Klesha, you're right. Because yeah. like when I moved to Ghana, mm-hmm. some of the things that like physical problems that I had here in America, I didn't experience it in Ghana. Mm-hmm. And it was really weird because I was like, Usually by this time, I'm having a pain here or an ache here. Mm-hmm. But when I was living in Ghana, the stress is different, though. Right. It's not the same type of stress. And when I moved back to America, the pain started coming back. I said, what is that <laughs> on my neck? <laughs> okay. And that's when I realized, I was like, wow. Like, it's just more than moving to a different country. It's the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the system mm-hmm. on how to, like work in and the nuances and everything like that so like you said it's the way of life right that i think is also causing a lot of these illnesses mm-hmm. to happen um so yeah yeah for me i mean i've only lived in america like <laughs> <laughs> american um and you know i i didn't really i think i've been exposed to low level stress for most of my life like my parents are divorced, uh, experienced addiction in my family, you know, it's, it's been that kind of brooding from the start. I think I had low level anxiety for most of my life. I remember even when I lived in New York and life was like probably easier there just because a lot of commercial work and, and, uh, it just kind of seems easy. Right. I remember like having panic attacks in the middle of the night and like, Mm -hmm. I had heart palpitations in high school mm-hmm. and, and, you know, I just, I wasn't really, I was kind of bullied growing up most mm-hmm. of my life too. So I, I didn't realize it until maybe like a couple of years ago. I was like, Oh shit. I've mm-hmm. been through a lot of stuff that's built up like low level anxiety in my mm-hmm. being. Mm-hmm. And so then as stressors piled on, it just kind of like triggered to where I realized like, Oh wait, like, you deal with anxiety. Like, right. You have to work this out. So uh, about like, I guess two years ago, I started going to therapy and I've been in therapy off and on and it's been hugely helpful to process things. Mm -hmm. I think part of the issue in America is that because we're so career oriented, Mm -hmm. um, you know, this is such a a Bible, you know, Western culture as well. There's Mm -hmm. just like this lean on God situation instead Mm -hmm. of like processing and dealing with things Mm -hmm. you eat what you can to make you feel better. Mm-hmm. You work harder to make yourself feel better. Um, you consume whatever television wise, social media wise mm-hmm. to make yourself feel better and like use those as things to hide the mm-hmm. fact that you have things that you haven't dealt with. Right. Um, and so the work for me has been to say, okay, when am I numbing? Mm-hmm. When am I distracting? What am I indulging? Mm-hmm. And what is that covering? Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's an important question that people we have to start asking ourselves to be more mindful when we're engaging in activities. You know, if you're just, I went to a therapist or maybe it was a podcast. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if I was in the room with them, but they were just talking to me. Talking about it. Yeah. But they were like, you know, like when you want crunchy foods, mm-hmm. oftentimes that's your body wanting to satisfy a stress mm-hmm. desire. Mm-hmm. So it's a way to like, I don't know the specific terms for it, but, Mm -hmm. 
you know, like wanting crunchy, wanting salty, wanting sweet. Mm-hmm. Those are, there are things behind that as to why you desire those foods. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, you know, the American diet is called SAD, you yeah. know, standard American diet mm-hmm. that feeds into just completely unhealthy living. So mm-hmm. I've been on this journey of, you know, taking care of my body and what I'm eating mm-hmm. and saying like, okay, like I grew up eating mostly fried chicken and French fries, mm-hmm. you know, fast food for much of my childhood. Like how did that create a certain like reaction in how I respond to things now, mm-hmm. you know, just, it, it's been a really beautiful journey at times. It was really, really dark and heavy and unpacking things from your childhood is not fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyone who's been to therapy for any extended period of time, like, you know, it's not fun. My parents and my family were like, um, we don't like this because you're mad at us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, you go through a season of like being mad at people, but then when you come out of it, you're like, oh wait, I understand so much more. Mm-hmm. And I just want to talk about like generational wealth or breaking generational curses. Like, even though this has been difficult, I'm so thankful that mm-hmm. I can kill some things that would have affected my children or my right. grandchildren right. you know mm-hmm. and i can say this stops here mm-hmm. you know and i thank god that i have the power and the strength to face those demons and face those struggles um but i think it's important that you just start with questioning your your moves right, right? like that's a place to start questioning why instead of taking a second to be silent you immediately pick up your phone and start mm-hmm. scrolling i know? think it's denial I think one of our yeah. major problems is denial. People don't want to admit mm-hmm. that there's a problem. Right. Even people who have kids who are dealing with um, mental illnesses or even just any health issues, they don't want to admit that there's something wrong with their kid mm-hmm. or their child or their auntie or whoever the case may be. So they're like, just chuck it up. Like, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Just brush it off. Well, this is what we did, you know, back in the day to deal with it. Yeah. And so I think now that we're being more open about taking care of ourselves physically, mentally, spiritually, it's it's really helping change the direction for the next generation. Right. And I think I like I just kind of assume, especially for black people, I just assume that we came into this world with like X amount of like trauma, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's like trauma from like our ancestors that like oh, once yeah. again, like you you just you pick it up and you pass it on. And once you start learning your stories and your history, I don't I don't know how you could be so like motivated and so optimistic when you see how um how like terrifying and how horrible people can be, right? Mm-hmm. And so for me, like once I finally and I think there's like a J Cole like quote about it where he literally talks about how, you know, it's so difficult to be black because we are carrying the trauma of our ancestors. So like for me, I'm like I've done like family therapy and stuff like that. And it wasn't helpful for me because I was sitting in the room with the people that I was supposed to be like talking about and like venting and like opening up myself for. And I have, you know, my Trini mom looking at me like, what are you about to tell this therapist? You know, <laughs> And so it wasn't an, it wasn't an open and free experience. And so I never really went back and never tried therapy again. And it's funny because my husband and I have actually been talking about therapy and I, he is a black man from Jamaica. Like they don't do that over there either. Like it's not a thing. So we're both kind of in this exploratory phase of like, okay, what does it mean to be open and to like really tell someone who is not, you know, directly related to us, like our business, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think for a lot of black people, it's kind of like, you know, the idea of minding your business is like part and parcel with the (laughs) culture. (laughs) 
so, you know, like, who are you talking to? Why are you telling them what goes on in the family? That feels like taboo, right? And so, you know, I, I definitely think like, if we want to achieve a level of growth and like happiness and just a baseline understanding of who we are. And once again, like Alex said, like breaking those generational curses and not passing on that trauma to the next generation. It's like, we have to do the work. And the so, dirty work. Yeah. yeah. It, uh. I mean, it's, it's beautiful, you know, that we can, that we do have the, the ability to like look online. You know, there's so many issues with like social media, stuff like that. Right. There are a lot of, answers there too there's so much information on the web that you know if you are smart about the resources you're you're looking at mm-hmm. you can find some some healing some nuggets of mm-hmm. wisdom that can help carry you in darker moments um but even with my my own family it was interesting as i've been on this journey you know talking about anxiety or depression or trauma like my family never some of my family members didn't want to use those words they were like mm. why are you why are you saying that's such a heavy word why would you claim that over your life right why would you speak that over your life mm-hmm. and it's like it doesn't have to be heavy it's, it can just be a truth right and the more that you hide from those words because of your because you're afraid i think there's some fear that like if you say oh i'm anxious or i have anxiety mm-hmm. then you're like going to be debilitated and never be able to like right. run out of the house like now you have a disorder and now you're broken yeah, right? yeah. instead of being like it's okay to be broken that's mm-hmm. where i can heal right you know mm-hmm. like it's okay to have issues that's where you like find that goal right um and it was interesting like i talked to my dad and he he said he was like yeah you know i feel depressed and it was so beautiful to have this older black man mm-hmm be able to articulate something that a lot of people are like, I would never say that about myself. Right. And I found this comfort in talking to my dad about darker feelings because it was like, oh wait, like you are also in this with me mm-hmm. and I'm not like doing this alone. And even talking to my mom and about, you know, my health journey. And she's like, I want to be this with you, Aww. you know? And like finally she's coming around. Mm-hmm. And so it feels like you're not you're not just doing it for yourself. You are doing it for other people. Mm-hmm. Um Sometimes the journey doesn't need to just be about you. You can keep it to your, you know, to you and your therapist or your close friends, mm-hmm. you know, people that you know in your life who you can count on, who are not going to uh, project their own dysfunction on you. Mm-hmm. That's important to find those people mm-hmm. who are not going to take what you say as something that they need to defend themselves against. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it is beautiful to like either find resources resources online or people in your community that you can talk to mm-hmm. and be frank with so that you can heal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's super important. And I think, it, you know, it's breaking the barrier of like just being on social and thinking that those are your friends, right? Like you can interact with as many people as you want to on social, but like mm-hmm. those interactions are not as valuable as like the face-to-face interactions, like actually touching someone mm-hmm. with consent, right? Like being yeah. close and, and having like eye contact, right? And like showing your love and like emitting that love in a space. Like I think that those things oftentimes do not translate over social media. Like I could help, I could send you as many like, heart eyes as I want to, but I'm over here like grumpy and in a mood. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's it's hard to find the real if you're only, you know, behind that like wall. And so that's why goals and shit is so powerful because it's just like, yeah, we are here. We're talking about all of the positivity and like all of the things that we're striving for and hoping for. But at the same time, like we're trying to like pull back the mask and also show the realities of like adulting, like 
being in your like late 20s, early 30s and like just trying to make it in relationships and like the struggle of being a person and surviving, right? Because I think at the end of the day, like we are living to die essentially, but like what are you doing in your moments that you're alive, right? And like how how are you taking advantage of every breath that you take, right? Um, I have a three-year-old daughter and like she's my like reason for being right. And I was not expecting to have her, but I do. And she literally brings me joy and seeing her in her naivety and her innocence, like discover and like learn and like meet this world. It has brought me back to, I think that optimistic side of myself that I love and enjoy. Right. And so I think, you know, it's also important to like find the people like Alex said, that really help you and pour into you that you also pour back into them, right? So it's not a one-sided relationship. But honestly, like at the end of the day, mental health, health, like all of that stuff is connected, you know? Absolutely. Um, I want to close out with some resources. If anyone is interested in the therapy, which I know some people are just like, no, that's not for me. I don't want to talk to a therapist there are different ways to approach it, but I recommend going on psychologytoday.com. That's where I found therapists. Um, you know, you can plug in your city, wherever you live and find people in your area. People do offer sliding scale. Sometimes your insurance will cover therapy. Um, don't quit. If you, you know, call around and you can't reach anyone, like keep going because it's, it's important for you. And in the meantime, try to connect with people that are friends of yours. Um, that you can trust, or if it's a cousin or whomever, uh, that safe space. I also recommend journaling. That's been huge for me to mm-hmm. journal. And also, as I was going through like an interesting transition in life, I realized that I started doing like these kind of blogs of myself, these like five to 10 minute blogs. And now I have like 30 of these videos that chronicle like a healing journey for me. And I don't ever want to share them with anybody. (laughs) But I think, you know, even if it's that, even if it's just talking to yourself, if it's, you know, you getting in the mirror with yourself at night and just having a conversation, I think that's better than keeping something bottled up Mm -hmm. and never giving yourself time to process. Um, So, yeah. Cool. That was dope. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. So thanks, guys. I hope that this gave you some you know, feeling of connection and that you're understood as well, that you're mm-hmm. not alone. If you are struggling with something mm-hmm. and you want more resources, you don't know where to start, feel free to message us. Um, you know, I, I have been on a health and mental health journey, so I have plenty more resources to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know, find a psychologist in your area. Even if you don't want to go to a therapist, you can talk to someone that can help you find other resources or other ways to you know, get those, those feelings out, meditation, yoga, exercise, diet, nutrition, all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, follow us, continue to, uh, support and, and watch our show on Instagram at goals and shit series, Facebook goals and shit series. Also check out our website, goals and shit.com. Uh, yeah, I'll talk to you guys soon. Take care. Bye. Bye.